0: The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter Strike Global Offensive. Join today at (laughs) theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 99 of the Gold Card Podcast. 99 episodes. Wow. More on that in a little bit. With me tonight, uh, we've got Josh Roberts at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. Uh, I am Vince Colatti at Gelati LOL, by the way, because I totally skipped that part. And uh, we also with us tonight is Chris Chung at Prime LOL. You'd you think 99 episodes in, I'd have this down to a science by now. <laughs>
1: No. What? No. We don't operate under science. That's... Although I am happy to say, soon enough, you'll have to give Josh a title. We're not going to reveal anything
0: yet. But a <laughs> We've got John George at the esports plug joining us with yet another epic round Coming through from Elo Hell here. Just hanging out in Elo Hell. We're coming in, coming in hot. This is fine, right? This... <laughs> That's outstanding. All right. So. We didn't write any news down. I think we'll, we'll we'll briefly touch on... I mean, unfortunately, there's a new virus outbreak in Germany. I know Germany's, like, locking down again. Hopefully, this isn't serious, but it's not looking good. Just when we thought we were getting over this. Uh, we have volcanoes erupting in Iceland, so the world's just, you know, ending, apparently. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, Other than that, talk- not a whole lot going on, right? <laughs> I have to tell them the Iceland volcano has implications for We talked about yeah. the audio last week. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, we have EU Masters will be starting up soon. The qualifiers, I think, start this week, right? Yeah, they've been playing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, I mean, they won't have slates until the main, the main event, but that'll be in a couple weeks. That'll be cool. So, with all that said, nothing really going on. Except, it's playoff season. Playoff season. I feel like I always at Wedding crashes? it's playoff season. <laughs> it's the best time of year, right? So we've got the last week of the regular season, the LPL and the LCK. Uh, week 10, we've got a couple days left in each. Uh, actually, a lot of matches that still matter. I, I started looking at it, I was like, the- there's a lot that doesn't matter, but proceeding uh, there is. So, And the LCK, there's actually matches that really matter. So that's, that's kind of going to make that a little more interesting than I think it was initially looking. And then we've got round two of the playoffs in the LCS midseason showdown and the first round of the LEC playoffs starting up on Friday. So I think we just go no bullshit today. We'll just get right into the games, right? You guys Let's down with do that? it. Let's see, kick, kick it old school. No bullshitting. We'll bullshit later. We got episode 100. We'll bullshit all, all sorts of stuff. So. Let's get into these games. We'll go day by day. I've been trying to do this. Uh, let let us know feedback wise. Leave us a re- uh, leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter. Tweet at the Gold Guard Podcast or hit us up in the Discord or tweet at e- any of us. Let us know the feedback. Do you like it more day by day, or do you like it more like the old the old format where we're just going through each league one at a time? So uh, definitely hit us up. But we're going to try day by day again for the time being. Friday with the LPL, we've got. E Star, gigantic underdogs against Sooning who uh, the odds are eight fifty five and minus twenty five hundred. Sooning legitimately alright, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this because Sooning to me legitimately look better than they did at the World Championship. And I know that's gonna sound a little weird, but like let me let me build some context here. Everybody looks at a world championship and they're like, okay, it's worlds. It's the best of the best of the best, sir, right? You've got all these best teams, making it to world finals is not an easy task. How could they and they're running hot at that tournament. How could they possibly be playing better now? I think they have better competition in the LPL than they did last year, overall, right? I think the legitimately the top like nine teams are insanely good. So they have eight fierce competitors, all testing each other, right? I think they're just a cleaner team than they were last year. Do you see like do you have you noticed that? Like they're a legitimately cleaner team than they were, like, the entire season last year. Yeah, the only thing that worries me about that, though, is that they were not very good at all at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And it was the same players. So it's like I'm a little bit worried that, like, maybe this is more metagame-dependent or confidence-dependent or something because they were – I mean, it's not like they were a fresh group this this spring and they had to get used to each other or whatever. It was the same gang pretty much. I mean, they had new support, but mostly the same gang, and they looked awful for, like, the first six weeks of the season. And then they looked very good in the last, like, five weeks or whatever it was. But uh, it's just a little bit – I have a hard time figuring out exactly what it is that that they've changed to look a lot better recently versus the beginning of the season. Can I can I pitch a hangover narrative? Because we have top esports JDG and Suning True. started right, the season a little it. rough. How funny is it that Rogue Warriors has three game wins this season? And How funny, funny is it that time Rogue time. have gone one in twenty six in their last twenty seven? Yeah, they have, they have three <laughs> game wins and two of them are against to Top Esports. Did you see? Did you see the? Was that you that retweeted that? Uh, oh, somebody else. But I. Saw it was. It, it. was a uh, like Jackie and Rookie were on stream or something, and they were like, "Oh no, every team that's beaten Rogue Warriors is a high quality team." Uh, they're just like yeah, trying to be like, "No, no, can Rogue we Warriors. not talk about this
2: anymore?"
0: <laughs> it's really funny. Um. Oh no, they're legit bad. Like they might be as bad as Victory Five was. Statistically, I think they—they they actually might be worse than any team like any of the major regions. They're very, very bad. Oh uh, yeah, we didn't. That was a whole situation. I guess that was a news topic for for us in the gambling space, right? Where that whole the the line in that was it? OMG, Rogue Warriors or LGD Rogue Warriors? I forget. I think it was OMG Rogue Warriors.
3: No, oh no, no 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 no! It was TT. It was TT.
0: That. Right. It was TT. They opened oh, like minus. That, they opened like minus one eighty, and it went. It like was off the board for twelve hours, and reopened at like minus six twenty five. <laughs> Sketch, sketchy. All right, uh, Eastar sooning. Do we do we think star get a game here? Or is this number just too big that you got to take some? Man, eight fifty five is pretty large, but Eastar nothing to really play for. I haven't looked great this season. Maybe there's some of that like, you know, less pressure narrative, but I still don't think I'm gonna put in a bet anywhere in this match, yeah. except for maybe some like alternate markets. Do props for this, dude. E-Star first blood is like nails every time, dude. Not every time, but like it's good because you get good plus money odds on it a lot of the time. And Chelsea's a first blood machine, so <laughs> Josh, Chris, any any thoughts on this one?
3: I like the prop angle a lot here. It feels like a game that E Star could definitely start out hot in and then just their uh, intelligent playmaking in the mid to late game can uh, lead them astray against a team that's playing as clean as Sunni. Yeah. Uh, what's like
0: Star first blood, Thunder Talk first herald and tower, and OMG first dragon are like the big dog props that you want to be you want to be on because you get good odds on them and and they all hit at like a sixty plus percent clip a lot of the time. So what's up, Chris? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. Uh, I think. I guess
1: it's easy, Sooning, on this one, but I, this is not one of my favorite DFS games. Sooning has just been more sound and less ch- kill chasing. Yeah.
0: So yeah, they're not playing these. Cl- like, all summer long, they were playing these, like, ridiculous Clown Fiesta games. Now they're just, like, cleanly stomping everything. Like, even against the good. Like, when they win, it's clean. They haven't had any of these, like, weird games. So, yeah, Sooning looking really good. This playoff bracket is going to be so gross. It's- Insane. I'm getting really.
3: Before, yeah, God. Before we go on to the next one, I'd like to give an honorary quick discussion about the IG game that's coming up because we just, you know, we can't go a week without talking about them, and they're just so annoying that we have to discuss how they're going to lose the night to LGD, right? <laughs> like, we're all in agreement there.
0: If you think, if you think I don't have any LGD laps running, dude. Around, crazy. All right. Like, literally, I, I, I literally, I literally was them. like, I was handicapping that today. I'm looking at him like. LGD are value, but Why are you all, me these, play? all these value dogs have just been getting absolutely destroyed over yeah, the last over like three play. weeks, dude. Favorites are covering the kill spread like almost sixty percent of games in the LPL. It's ridiculous. Like the bottom half of the league is just so terrible that it's like. But this is exactly the kind of game Invictus would lose, right? Like it's exact. Like there's nothing really on the line. They could conceive yeah, move in a up. Yeah, they Wink, which they haven't let him play yeah. Wink. And him yeah, haven't played with him in, in like three air. weeks. What the hell's that? Dude. LG I don't know. Does, does Rookie just like shit on this series? Like, this is what it feels like to me. Probably. I mean, probably everybody does. The Shy's probably going like 50-0 and 50 in this series. Oh, yeah. They're running out Garvey again. Oh, how? Yo, how sick of prognostication was that? Calling the Garvey experiment with absolutely no, <laughs> no anything <laughs> whatsoever. That was the best. Glad I went with that as a title. Uh, Billy Billy, plus 296. FPX minus 455. I feel like you can bet Billy Billy here, and I don't like Billy Billy really right now, but FPX has been sketchy, man. I'm done Since with this team. came in, I'm done with this Billy team. They've been sketchy. They're terrible. They're terrible. They, see, this like is a team. So Billy Billy are like the inverse sandbox. Billy Billy's numbers suggest that they should be like five hundred or slightly above five hundred. And they just suck. Like they have like I'm just mega tilted from that match yesterday, I guess, because like I've never seen they play like a team full of rookies. They have the Afrika problem. They're a team full of veterans. They all know what the hell they're doing, and then they look like they're playing solo queue. Like, they have no direction, no concept of anything. You're playing a full-court press comp, and your is trying to fucking freeze. Like, <laughs> that was WE this morning, too. I had issues with that. They did the same thing. They did the same goddamn thing. Ugh. That was, um, talking about that WE match this morning, I saw a lot of people. I think, honestly, I think that match came more down to correct game planning. Like, a lot of people were like, man, if those teams play in the playoffs, like, is he, going to smash them again. And, like, that might happen, but... I feel like WE is more alive if they play again two weeks from now. Oh, yeah, than yeah, think. for sure. I, I mean, like, that was – that was The dude, EDG game plan this morning was perfection. They just smashed Shanks over and over again because he's the weak point of WE. Dude, I don't even think they sma- – like, Shanks literally smashed himself. That's my issue with it. Well, I mean, they just took advantage of it. They said, yeah, we're going to go to like, the mid lane. If he's going to do this, we're going to go to the mid lane over and over yeah, again. And like, but, like, I don't think they – like, I don't even think they planned for that. It was just like, okay, like, it's there. You know, this is, by the way, this is why Hecarim is bonkers. Because you can just do this. It's like, you can literally just freewheel. You can just freewheel impro- and improvise, because you clear so goddamn fast. You have so many different gank angles. Imagine if Zach could clear twice as fast as he does, and that's Hecarim. It's stupid. It's really, really good. And, I don't know. That w- that, that felt more like WE not showing up this morning, because Missing had some questionable decisions. Joe Mang had some questionable decisions, and... I mean, EDG just did what they do. EDG are good. I'm not trying to say that. Like, I'm not saying oh, yeah, that. Sure. I'm not saying that they got, you know, this was that. Un- I mean, it was how it happened that it was unexpected, right? Yeah, I, I just feel like if they play again in two weeks, I'm going to be pretty excited about that matchup again. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's an easy EDG roll over the next time. No, like, I, yeah. I, I, I bet WE I would do it again in a second. No question.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I bet EDG in the game because I thought they were a value at their price. I think it's like minus one sixty when I got the money Something line. Like so that. I don't know if you had it differently, but I thought they were a value there. But the, uh, like what you mentioned about how EDG just kind of like ran straight through them. Like I just thought it was that's what was surprising me. Like I didn't expect it. I I bet the money line because I didn't think they'd get a minus one and a half. I even had some lineups floating out there in GPP. My GPP lineup, I like one off to breathe, mm-hmm. hoping for like a one two series where you know when we wins they just hard stomp and it it through breathe or something like that which right? they do when they do win they they yeah. pretty much so i was like okay you know maybe they do that and and man like it was disgusting i mean the second game they just looked like they were so on tilt like yeah. it had to have been tilt they right they 100%
0: They're, looked out
3: there was no way it was just disgusting like the way they were just it was like a fight was over and then someone like tp'd in alone I don't even know. It was like Viper was just like, okay, I guess I'll take this kill. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I don't know. It I don't usually say weird. this
0: because it's insulting to the professionals, but like it literally looked like we were out drinking last night, and they were just like hungover, like they were just sleepwalking through that. Everybody, everybody was sleepwalking through that first game. Like I, I, Bayshang wasn't. Bayshang was trying to get shit done, but you can't. Your Uter invading. Why are you on Victor freezing a lane against an Oriana? That's that's neutral. You can play that neutral, even before you get your up. I was so mad at Shanks from this morning. I, I, they they literally were just asleep at the wheel. It was so frustrating. Like that felt like it was like one of those like sub five percent outcomes to me. Like W just didn't show up this morning. EDG, and EDG are too good to to do that against. They're just gonna smash anybody that does that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. How do we get oh, Billy Billy FPX, you, John? You're going to take some Billy Billy here because I'm, I'm dumb. I've, I've had enough of this team.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think FPX. I might
0: take one unit of Billy Billy here. I don't know FPX. I'm still convinced that FPX is is not looking entirely together since they've had Beishuwan in there. So I still think they're a very good team, though, and Billy Billy are a very not good team. So <laughs> that's I'm I mean, gonna I'm just gonna, like... I'm just gonna pound the chalk narrative, dude. LPL chalk.
3: The problem is, like, I feel like this is where we get the regression. Like, I feel like we've talked about this before, but late season LPL after things are kind of decided and cinched up, like, I think, I don't know if, F- FDX can probably still move some seating wise but it's not realistically going to change too a, much.
0: Let's take a look here. I think you're right. I'm just double-checking. And, like,
3: situations like that, especially now that, like, BL, I think BLG got officially eliminated the other day. No, they're Craig still Pro in still. They, can st- yeah, oh,
0: they yeah. have to have LNG lose to Rogue Warriors, and then they, they'll make it. Which will happen. You know it. That's right. right. <laughs> if, if LNG loses to Rogue Warriors, then Billy Billy has to win, and they're in.
3: Okay. Well, so basically, they're they're for all.
0: They're going to be. Yeah, out they're, yeah, they're yeah, going to be. Out yeah, they're pretty
3: much eliminated. eliminated But uh, yeah, like I just feel like this could be one of those spots where they're just like finally playing loose and having fun. We saw it with Vitality, right? Uh, you know, uh, it's actually exactly what you said. It was like they put Malice on his favorite champ, and then he. You know, didn't int his lane away yeah. and they won the game. So, I will say like that could
0: happen. for Billy Billy, at least they've been looking more like their old selves. Like, they're playing, they're trying to play around Meteor. They're trying to get two or three priority, like, like, shoving lanes or priority lanes and, and letting Meteor do his thing. They've just, they have had a really tough schedule too. Like, I don't want to take that away from them. Like, it's end of the season, Vince. Everybody's played everybody once. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm saying recently though. Tough schedule, like, BLG yeah. it's true. No, though. I'm saying no. I'm saying last like, like, like two weeks. Yeah. Like, no, I'm just trolling with you. But yeah, it's. I don't know, man. This team just looks so lost all the time that I. At least they have that direction. There's like a, a beacon of light you can point to. But I, I'm I'm on Fpx here. I know they've got nothing to play for, really. I guess I mean they could move up to. They can move up to five, which would give them side selection in a couple different matchups. Um...
1: I think at the very least, FPX has to get get a get-right game and get Baytron more experienced and comfortable because it's been up and down. Yeah. We've seen a couple games, and we've seen pretty bad ones. Right. What's,
0: uh, what's next? What's next? What's next? We've got LCK on Friday. DRX plus 233 against Gen.G minus 333. So, a couple things here. Uh, Gen.G will secure two based on... They could secure two as early as tomorrow morning, like before this match. If Hanwa, If Hanwa don't sweep... KT Rolster... Is it KT Rolster they play? No, uh, uh, Breon. Yeah, Breon, yeah. If they don't sweep Brion, then Genji just could get number two, no matter the results here. This is their last match. If they go 0-2, they fall to 12 and 6, and they would have a plus-10 game differential, and Hama would not be able to catch that. So, actually, if Hama just drop any game at all, like if they drop a game, like lose outright or, or drop a game, then they they can't get two, and Genji just locks two. Genji do don't strike me as the team that's going to do that, but we have seen them kind of come in, like, game ones in particular, asleep at the wheel against bad teams before. So maybe – like, I don't think it's – I don't think at this point in the season they're going to sub. Like, I don't think you're going to see Carson flawless. Like, this is, like, playoff warm-up situation. DRX yeah, are be, also going to be playing for something, player. too.
2: I
1: don't know. I don't know if that matters for d r x they're inferior to g n g yeah
0: i'm gonna be yeah, I don't know, the minus one point five for Gen g feels maybe bettable, but I think I'd stay away from everything else here yeah I'm gonna be on Gen G here for sure like it's just a stylistic nightmare. Gen G are so good in the early game and d r x are so not good in the early game, and Gen G actually
3: know how to close with a lead on like a lot of teams. so yeah my 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 concern with gen g is like i think i think i had this with uh with d r x last year actually, but like it's just like sometimes they just their drafts are just like give them no chance to win yeah it's like insane, and we saw it like not it was kind of recently but against t one was the series i was thinking of um and then they kind of struggled a bit with k t as well but it doesn't look like that was. I don't remember anything from the draft sticking out as being horrifically bad there. It was a
0: weird series. Wasn't that like the back-to-back perfect games against each other series? Something like that, and then,
3: yeah. That was... And then, but yeah, it was like, I don't know. It's just, they just are so odd to me with some of their drafts. So I, I just hope that they don't come in and, and throw beat the draft. The, but yeah, themselves. they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely the better team here. It's just, I, I just like, I'm always skeptical of them a little bit because they've shown that tendency. Yeah, uh, let's see, we've got,
0: a Fr- <laughs> <laughs> of course we do, we've got Afrika plus 118 against Sandbox minus 159, market for no Expecting Sandbox, this is just the two, this is the two metric superstar teams, and one of them is trending back toward where we thought they, where their numbers should be, and one of them, who the hell knows. Yeah, does it just feel like sandbox bettable, which is kind of weird? Like given these, yeah, I already bet if we sandbox. got to cut these numbers, like yeah, if we would have got these numbers like a month and a bit ago, it would have been absurd. Like you would have felt like it had to be a free cut. I guess maybe more than a month ago because they've been letting us down the entire split. But <laughs> you know, at some point during the split, this would have seemed absurd. No, this but, is uh, now. yeah, that no, feels like a sandbox bet to me. Yep, they're, they it's so weird, okay, dude. They're still live. Like they could make playoffs, which is yeah, insane. Still- they're like not only live, like I'm pretty sure they're like looking well I can I guess they need Nongshim Shim to screw up. They need Nongshim Shim to screw up. Yeah, they need Nongshim yeah, Shim to screw up. Nongshim's Shim's the team that's like almost locked if they just get it. if they get the win tonight like they're supposed to, then they should be in there. Let's see. Yeah,
1: Afrika's the only team that's eliminated, funny enough. So Yeah, yeah right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That who, who by the way, that roster at the beginning of this season and said this is the worst team in the LCK. Like, who could have possibly? By seen the that? way, like, I don't think it's even the worst roster in the LCK. But I think this is a great example of just how fast a season can fall off the rails. Like, and this is a best of three region too. Like, there's more of a cushion, right? I think people just don't like. It's it's so easy to forget that you know we we shit on the rest of like the second like the bottom half of the lck but when you have leagues that are really deep like this all you need to do is lose a couple matches and all of a sudden like shit can happen you just run bad for like you lose a couple close matches then you have like a bad week or two just like maybe you have bad practice or something and everything compounds and all of a sudden it creates this big snowball and then you start getting in your head and even for a whole crew of veterans like this, I mean, I have questions about this coaching staff. I, I think they miss what's his name. Uh, guy that was with them for like seven years. The head coach from last year. I, forget. So, anyway. I was doing a write up for the LCK.
1: And the funny thing is KT has the worst losing streak right now. And they're still not eliminated. Yeah.
0: Got the worst. yeah, exactly. That's it's weird. Right. Uh, so I'm trying to think. So, Na- Sandbox have Afrika and DRX. I think both of those are winnable. But they're at minus nine. If Nongshim wins, t- let's say Nongshim win like two to one tonight. They move up to minus six. I really do think Sandbox could four zero to finish the season. I really yeah, They do. might be able to. Sandbox versus DRX last match of the season will be pretty exciting if they're alive for playoffs going yeah. into that. Especially because DRX are already locked, they're probably going to be locked into the five seed. Also, they can't they can't lose the five seed. So, kind of interesting. Like it's, I you know what? I honestly hope we see Sandbox. They're the best team of these of this group. I agree. So, um, that said, yeah, I'll, I'll lay the money with Sandbox. It feels weird, <laughs> but you know they're playing really well right now. Uh, so. Uh, so, Friday, we have LEC and no LCS. So, it's just LECs. I guess, is this going to be its own slate, I guess? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's important for me to know this, too, because me and Steinberg's challenge is only four-game slates. And uh, I'm not sure if they're ever going to combine these LEC-LCS slates to try to make four-game slates, because yeah. they would have to take place over, like... Three what days, three days? Like a golf tournament. They, they usually don't do that for a league, so we'll have to see. Because if not, then there's only four of these slates left uh, in the split for the Me and Steinberg hmm. Challenge. So I mean, we'll just talk through this match, and because uh, I just like don't know how that's gonna like where this is gonna fit in, but uh, maybe it's just a showdown slate. I don't know. We've got Fnatic minus five hundred against SK Gaming plus three seventy three. We'll say Fnatic minus one and a half set minus minus two seventeen. I already bet SK in this contest. Like, I don't think SK are that good, but this number is way too big for Fnatic. It's way too big.
3: You know what worries me?
0: It worries me that this season was kind of what I expected from Fnatic, maybe slightly worse, but I didn't expect them to be like a G2 contender this season or whatever. But it worries me that this is basically what I expected. And they all seem so depressed and apologetic about it. Like Yamato was like on Twitter, like, we're so sorry. We let you down. And like all this stuff, like, this is kind of like where I expected you guys to be, like roughly right about where you are. Like, so I, I'm a little bit worried that like it seems like they're really down on themselves about their performance because yeah, I mean this is pretty much what I expected from them. Slightly worse, but I mean not way worse. It's it's weird to me because like they they don't play that way. They play like blindly confident. They play like yeah, an LPL confident. team. They play like an LPL team. They're just like super confident. We're going in. Oh shit, we lost on that. My bad. That's literally like literally they are. You know they're like the ball hog in hockey, right? He's like stick handle and they steal it from them. They go the other way and score a goal because it's a three on one. And you're like, oh, you should have passed the ball. It's like, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. And they just go back and do it again, right? Like that's <laughs> like literally it feels like like they're they're imme- like they are immensely talented. They're an immensely talented team. I think the meta is getting a little bit better for them. Like, <sighs> upset's been really good. You know, like he's been the best player on the team to me like they should win this series i just think this number is too big you guys agree with that
3: yeah i think the number's too big um especially given the that like we we still don't know when the covid situation for them got resolved um and like how that's really affected their practice uh, cuz one thing to remember with these with these pro players is like they can't i mean they they can they can get new accounts to dual queue that way but like a lot of them, like, once they climb the solo queue ladder, like, if you're above Masters, you can't do a queue. So, like, you can't even really get the, that time practice with one of your teammates um, oftentimes. And, and if if there's people that are testing positive from COVID, then they're definitely not all together. So it's it's hard to understand how that's affected their practice um, from a practical perspective. Um, but I think regardless, this number is probably too big. Even if I think they're, like, I think the most likely outcome is that they win, um, I don't think that they're anywhere near minus 500 to win probably more like minus, I don't know. It's not close to This is more
0: To me, this is more a criticism of Fnatic than an endorsement of SK. Like, Fnatic are way too volatile a team to be this heavily favored over anyone. I don't care, like, the talent difference. Like, the way they've been playing. Best of five against SK, though. I feel like I'm not going to bet the SK side. I'm not going to bet the Fnatic side. I don't think I'm going to bet SK either. Yeah, I mean, honestly, SK to take a game feels like a lock to me. Like, Fnatic are going to beat themselves 100%. Like, they're going to lose a game to themselves in this series. That number was better, but, like, man, minus minus two thirty. It's really not, not that bad, though. Value. I don't know. Maybe over 3.5 is the play. The, uh... the SK minus 2.5. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's it's I, I didn't write it down. It's probably, like plus 1400 or something 1200 i don't
3: know the one thing i will say is that like sk's coaching staff uh has done a good job of identifying like how to win games um and like with this much time and preparation you got to think they've they've put something together to kind of take advantage of the way the fanatic plays um and they're kind of a team that likes to you know they catch pop flies so if you give them a pop fly they're going to catch it mm-hmm. um so that's, I mean, I think there's there's definitely reason for concern from that perspective on, on the uh, Fnatic side as well. Yeah, I just think it's like,
0: I I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Fnatic come in, like, in good form and just steamroll this series in about 60 minutes. But I also wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a five-game slot fest that they, like, win 3-2 to two or something like that. Like, I actually think that's more likely than the other way around. I definitely need Fnatic because I was talking about it in the Discord, but uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a slate where uh, I was going to play all underdogs in DFS, and to hedge it, I, I did a parlay of the two favorites from that slate and then like <laughs> 10 other favorites for the next three weeks. And I'm down to only three games left in that parlay. I need HLE to beat Fred Eprione tonight, and then G2 and Fnatic to win this weekend. Woo! It pays off like a crazy high amount. <laughs> it's looking good. It's looking good. Um, Saturday. We've got. Back to the LPO. We've got Thunder Talk. Oh, man. We got a doozy here. Thunder Talk Gaming, minus 118, question mark. Against ONG, minus 112. Man, it's a pretty fair match. It's a pretty fair matchup, to be honest. I like TT. I think TT's a better team. The only reason I lean maybe towards TT is because they were so awful this morning. That's (laughs) maybe that they're like. Like I might never put Sam D in a lineup again after this morning. Dude, was... I was talking about it in the Discord all morning. <laughs> no, I see so, it. it was that was uh... he just to be one night like six times in the same game and just got <laughs> obliterated every single time. It's bad. This is a toilet bowl. I mean, Rogue Warriors isn't involved. An LGD, an LGD. I think TT's the best of the bunch. I'll probably be I'll, I'll probably be backing TT here. This is actually a decent number, I think, for them.
1: And, uh, Mine's... A good' good Sorry, but yeah, I think the minus 1.5 on each side is so tempting, too.
0: Yeah. I like, that. I like that. Yeah, if one of these teams just isn't on for the day, I think, like, I, I think T, the, the things that TT do, they're more consistent about about getting themselves ahead. They just don't know what to do once they are, but I think it's a bad team. It's a lot easier to win when you're ahead. So, I tend to like the early game teams in these kind of matchups, but there's a case to be made the other way, too. It's just a preference thing. Um, Are we sure about that, though, Kev? Because, like, this was, like, today. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to maybe look into it more. Uh, the other match on Saturday in the LPL is Top Esports, minus 294 against Team WE, plus 208. This feels like, for me, the ideal spot to play W.E. and DFS because everyone's going to be super down on W.E. coming off that EDG matchup, and I definitely think they're capable of beating top esports, so I think this is a really good spot to play W.E. and DFS. I don't think, like, the number at 208, I think you're way better off value-wise just playing them in DFS rather rather than betting them, so I probably won't bet this match. I'll just play them in DFS. Josh, Chris?
1: Get that Shanks captain in, throw in one of your lineup. Just because people are hating on him so bad, he's gonna have low ownership all across.
0: Yeah, this is crazy.
3: I yeah, I just don't understand the odds.
0: I was gonna say I dude. I, so like straight up, my model likes both of these teams a lot, and makes this very very close, like way close. Like this is like like fifty two three. 47-7 like that's really, yeah, I mean, you know it's like really really close i don't know if it's that close but as much as we like we love top esports in many ways and we've talked about how we think they might be the best team in the league and stuff i mean they've slipped this season I like know, they, they've, they've had slip ups this season where they've i mean they just lost to rng the other day and it was fairly convincing um so it's not like they can't come out and lose even if we think they're they're doing very well i mean the, they they do some dumb stuff too like for what it's worth I and mean, that's always been the case like even when they're really really good like this also might not matter to them because there's a chance that they might not be able to get the second, like the top two seed anymore. I'm gonna double check that real fast. Uh, a slight uh, beef with uh, while you're checking that, a slight beef with the LPL cast, by the way. Hmm. Uh, I, when I was watching the last top esports match last night, last night, they kept talking about how like Night is having a down season. But if you look at the stats and stuff, Jackie no. loves having a down season. Knight is having a sweet uh, season. Neither of them are having down seasons to me. Like I, I don't yeah. I don't know what people are looking at. I legitimately don't know what people are looking at. Jackie loves like has not like looking at him from a uh, like from his like recent performances, he's not been involved very often. Like he's been a very low fantasy scorer in almost every game. He hasn't been very I guess it's like, just it just, three, it just depends nine on it depends on what you're looking low at. outscored too. him. Like multiple games, Joe outscored him, which is like never happened for any other team this entire year. He's just been he's been a little uh, non-existent for me in in some games, not every game, but in some games. I guess it just depends on what you're looking at for like evaluation. I mean, Knight was like, playing like, yeah. like fucking Medjai's LeBlanc last night and just yeah. shitting all over people, but they're <laughs> like, like you know. Jackie. Like, all right, so Jackie leads the league. He's over Viper, but, I mean, obviously. Like. It, this isn't everything. If you want to look at, like, pure, like, traditional carry measures, like, laning, like, goal differential, XP differential, CS differential, damage per minute, or damage per goal per minute, if you want to look at, like, pure, like, what, what most people consider, like, the traditional measures for, like, how good a player is, especially, like, the carries or, like, laner like, at laning, Jackie is far and away the best AD carry. It's not close. Like, even Viper. Viper's the next best, and it's not close. So... I don't know what people... Like, if you want to look... Like, fantasy stats, I get it. Like, kill uh, kill participation makes sense. Like, that, you're absolutely right. He's made some mistakes in games. His actual play on the Rift, definitely fair to criticize. But people are saying, like, everyone's having a down year. It's like, I don't know... And Knight, Knight is, like, next to Chovy, the best player in the world right now. Like, if you're looking at those measures. So I legitimately don't know what people are... Knight, we've seen, disappears for games. Like, it feels like that way. But I also feel like that's more, like... Uh, visceral than actually evident, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's more of, like, a visceral, like, okay, he's not popping off every game like we expect him to. When you have these, like, sky-high expectations, I think, I'm, and they have to play with narratives and stuff. I get it, but, like, I- I'm with you. Like, it's annoying. Like, I don't know what they're looking at. They're watching these games. They're literally watching them, so I don't know. Like, uh, anyway. Uh, is this too big a, yeah, this is just too big a number. Like, I'll probably take some W.E., yeah, like I said, I'll probably just play WE and DFS and not bet this one. Seems good. Seems good. Saturday in the LCK, we've got Damwon minus 1100 against KT Rolster plus 560. KT to take a game is at plus 154.
3: Chance KT, KT's
0: out. They play tomorrow yeah, morning. They're eliminated at this point. Yeah, they they play uh, they play Nongshim tomorrow. They're short dogs against Nongshim. Uh, if they win. Damwon are still going to smash. They're going to need to win here, right? Yeah. They're, they're gonna... <laughs> like that's what... I don't know. I think you attack this with kill spreads. That's how I've been betting against Damwon more than like the actual games. I think you take kill spreads against Damwon because you end up getting like seven and a half and eights on these big dogs a lot of the time, sometimes nine and a half. And Damwon are not, it's not Damwon last year. You got to think of this team more like SK Telecom like two years ago, or three years ago. And, like, if is coaching them, like, it makes, it, it literally lines up with how they're playing. They're not, they don't give a shit about blowing people out. They're just, they're just grinding people to a pulp, right? And a lot of times in those kind of games, you take the kill spreads because the games end up, you know. It might be, it might be an 11, you know, 11 towers to nothing. They take all four dragons and they win 12 to 4. And, like, you just want kill spreads. I know spreads that has happened quite a them, bit with them. Yeah, so, I don't know, like. Any, any love for Afrika? Like, actually, or not Afrika, KT, actually. No, no love for Afrika. Freaks, none, none no, of that no here. No <laughs> love for KT either, to be honest. Um, I'm just taking a look at how Damon have done. So Damon are 13 and 25 against the kill spread. With an average spread of 7.7 7 kills. So yeah, not too hot. Yeah, so... And you're going to get... I mean, KT are pretty bad, too. We'll, we'll see. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the angle is on this one. Besides that, really, over game time because both these teams have been playing pretty slow. It's a decent look. Yeah, that value. could be. That could be something. Um, Josh, Chris, anything on this one or no? You good? I got nothing. Nongshim.
3: This honestly. region is. This region is just unbettable ever. Uh no. I I think I think you just fade the narrative
0: every week. Like everyone, everyone, everyone overreacts to everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's it, fade the let's fade the fade of freaking narrative this week. That's a good idea. We can Smash we can do that we can every do game.
0: That, which is why they're gonna they're they're gonna co- they're gonna win that series in like fifty one minutes. Watch, I'm gonna call it right now. That's my that's my prediction. It's gonna be like twenty four and like twenty six fifty or something like that. Watch, it'll happen. Nongshim minus two hundred. What? Now, give me Brion. I don't even care. Brion's the other side of this. I don't care who the other side of it is. Nongshim have looked better. I'll give them credit. But this team is not minus 200 better than anybody in this league. I don't care. Yeah, I can see Brianna plus 148. Brianna has done a great job as, like, a punch-up underdog, actually, which yeah. I didn't really think that they were going to be very good at coming into the season. But they've they've punched up well, as uh, especially these small underdog matchups. They've done very well in these. So mm-hmm. I can see Brianna plus 148. They're like the diet version of DRX. Like, they just – they know what they are. They just played – to stack dragons and team fight every game, and that's what they do. And if the other teams are lazy about it or trying something too cheeky, they'll smack you in the mouth. They're just like APK, they're just like APK without the cheesy picks. So, yeah, I think. I mean, if Nongshim was on the other side of this, I'd be taking Nongshim. I don't think either of these teams are that much better than each other. I really, I don't think like the bottom of the table, any of these teams are, are better by this much, besides maybe Sandbox right now. 200. I do need
1: to see Bre, Fred and Brian see who they're rolling out because they went back to Lava. I was not too happy about that. Yeah. I want to see more of Yaharong, So tonight Yoharong will tell. was help. good.
2: Yeah. He looks I, I just simple.
1: need to see what they do tonight with him because that was a weird like going back to Lava. I think they had success and then they went back to Lava for some reason. I don't
0: know. Maybe a matchup thing. Who knows? Uh, Saturday, we've got LEC as well. So this is, I assume, going to be a two-game slate with the LCS also on Saturday. Uh, So we have G2. John looks perplexed. I'm getting confused now. Is it it nothing to do with this? I was looking at at a different line for this weekend that we haven't got to yet. Oh, okay. Uh, So Saturday we have G2 minus 833 against Schalke plus 541. Uh, We'll say Schalke to take a game is at minus 161. This is this is a three zero for G two, isn't it? Yes. The really have any sort of like way to compete with G two. I really don't feel no. like they do. This line opened way shorter than this. It's already been bet down. Like I, I actually, I actually bet this at minus five hundred. Like I just put that in. I was like, oh yeah, this is blue chip. Let's put it in there. They're yeah, gonna get I just, blown out. I don't, from, you know, yeah, Man, sure. lion style, I don't see
1: dude. Comes in on this one.
0: I, I just like can't tell myself the story. Like <laughs> I, I tried. I sat there and I was like. You know, I punch the numbers in. I'm looking at. it. I was like, "This is cheap. This should be like minus 1,400 or something ridiculous." Like, yeah. like G2 minus two and a half is plus money. That's that seems like a yeah. like a very reasonable way to spend a unit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I hit this every which way. Kill spreads. Like, I, I didn't do the game time because I think that's G2. Sometimes they, they're versatile. They don't they don't stick to one thing anymore. So, yeah, it's G2. I just don't even think about it. Money in the bank, get the shoebox out, in before they lose three zero, and then run through the losers bracket. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> now I almost feel like you you shouldn't give this team the cushion. Now that they have the cushion, they're willing to screw around. <laughs> like I, this is more this is more just that like these these are these teams are different species right now. Honestly, right? <laughs> like I don't know. Like maybe Shaw could get a game. I really can't see them taking more than a game here. Like, maybe they have something really cheesy for game one, and they catch G2 off guard, and that's it, right? Like, I think if you're going to bet Schalke, bet game one. You can get Matt line at, like, you know, plus 400 or whatever it is. I agree on that that uh, way to look at it. I think if shalka wins a game, it's going to be game one, and it's going to be something weird, and then g is going to come back and win the next three. Yeah, maybe, maybe they run, like, some wacky bot lane. Like, they bait, they bait, like, a... Or G2 big. runs something wacky in the first game, and if they lose, then they tighten it up. Yeah um lcs we've got the mid-season playoff here this line has moved a lot already i smashed this one earlier in the week tsm minus 192 evil Genius is 139 this open tsm minus 128 that was a slam dunk for me not even i didn't even think about it like yeah this this man this eg team is like they've got they've got some talent they they were capable of beating people in the regular season. I thought they were capable of beating just about anybody on the right day. Mm-hmm. But when I try to envision them winning a best of five against one of the other best teams in the league, I just don't ever see it happening. Yeah, it just, they just they're not the kind of team where I'm like, yeah, they could pull out a best of five. Like, you know, they seem like a team that's going to come in and take a, and steal a game. Yeah, with you know, just getting a snowball or a cool comp or Jazuke goes off or whatever, and they steal a game from somebody in the regular season. But they just don't feel like a team that's ever going to win a series against the other top teams. My one caveat for this and I'll throw it to Josh after this to see what he thinks on it, is they are a team that look like they're willing to do some weird shit. And I, I think TSM are, you know, they have enough experienced players they could they, they could manage that. But, like, I could see Jazuke just popping off in a game, and that was, like, my only concern. And this team, like, when they're hot, they do look good. Like, they're a very feast or famine kind of team. So, like, I could see them just being hot on the day, but, like, I – I tried every which way to justify an EG position. I was like, "What number does this have to get to for me to con- like to even consider it? And it would have to be like, you know, plus three hundred or something." In a best One of thing five, you gotta make sure is uh, you gotta hire a forensic detective to make sure that Spence Garrett doesn't owe money to anybody before this series. Is just smash this is the other side. Make sure he's not in any debt. <laughs> Josh, DSM.
3: Ah, oh, it's EG for me. Yeah, I think that I I just think I think the way TSM plays is much more linear than EG. And I think in a best of five, that's not what you want. Although, I mean, generally, I'm on the side of consistency. I actually think opposite of you guys, like I'd be betting TSM in a best of one at at these numbers rather than in a best of five. Really? I think TSM's game plan is more solvable than EG's because like they I mean, uh, first off, John's fake because he's betting against a team that ran Nico bot lane. Um, even though that's, like, his one trick in solo queue or whatever. You so, good
0: against certain things.
3: Yeah. Shit's on Tom Kenchetta. But, but, but like, who else in the world is running that? Like, not very many people are Caria. running that right now. Caria and, yeah. and,
0: like, Life and Ruler,
3: and that's it. And I think that that's the biggest X factor. So, like, here's, here's the prime example. Think about the support champion pools here. Ignars is, like, whatever the hell he feels like playing. And Sword Arts is Nautilus, Leona, Rel, Basically it like hard engaged. tank. Alistair, Alistair, Yeah. Yeah. So like that alone is just like already so much more linear just because of the way that you have to play with the rest of your map. Right. That means you're probably playing a two core composition with these two tanks frontline because of that. So it's like, I just, I just, I think that the, the wrinkles that EG can throw, make them a value. Um, at that number I I bet him at 130 but I definitely think that TSM at the minus 120 is is bettable I just don't I think it's gotten to the point where EG is bettable for me
0: I would love to see EG win this matchup because there's an awful lot of Twitter analysts doing a victory lap and high fiving each other talking about how great TSM is right now and I would love for TSM to get shit on I saw all kinds of like Twitter analysts being like, everyone so, said Lost was no good. Like Lost is out. like shut up. Dude. Lost is not. So, lost is not a great player. Stop. No. Lattie. For for me, it's like not even Lost. It's everything else. Like they're just good, and they're and they keep getting better, which is the other thing. Whereas EG, it's just kind of like, honestly, EG haven't developed at all to me. Like they're the same exact team that they were in January, which isn't like they're not bad. But and like you said, like they can punch up, they can get hot, and they, they they are they are a team that has a ceiling to to win series like this. I just, I, I guess I am on the other side of where you are, Josh, Like Josh, like to me, the consistent team, yeah, it's more linear. I just don't think EG solve it, and I think whatever they have, TSM can figure out. That that was my thought. Like you have you have some cushion to figure out what they're doing, and I don't think their bag of tricks is as deep as it seems just because they play all these weird things. So. I know. I like to harp on, like, specific things and act like that would be the game changer. <laughs> but give me, like, even though it's not as meta, give me, like, self-made on this EG team. And I feel like they're just, like, miles better than they are right now. Like, give me, like, any confident, aggressive jungler. Razork. Yeah, give me give me Razork or give me give me somebody who's just, like, a confident, aggressive jungler. Arrow, Shout out. To yeah, the <laughs> give me Peanut or somebody on this team. And yeah, like I, I, just really feel like they'd be so much better if the jungle position was upgraded. That's my my big take with them.
3: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Here's the thing, too, that uh, I've, I'm looking at some some stats like separated by by loss and win. So EG actually averaged more gold per minute in wins yeah. as well as in losses than TSM, but on aggregate TSM's higher because they have more wins. Yeah, right? exactly. exactly. Um, so like. To me that what that says to me is like E. G. is always trying to like they're gonna find an advantage and find a way to win or like at least try like do their best. Like we've seen Jizuke, like in games that they are just getting hard on, he'll just run out to a sideline and just like make the game annoying. And I don't know, just stuff like that I think is what makes a team very dangerous in Best Five. So but I definitely see the other side, Vince yeah. to your point. Yeah, I think this is a
0: this is a classic like yeah, it's just that like it's it's like a preference like for what you prefer in a best of five. I just I don't think they're as versatile as people think they are. Just because like I mean, Ign- Ignor is the most versatile person on this team. I actually think Jizuke is very not versatile because of like he's significantly worse when he's not on his pick. So I think he's someone you can actually target. And if you if you don't let him play this global shit or side laning stuff, Power of Evils ten million times better than him. Like in like a neutral matchup, like that's that's his bread and butter. I think it's so easy to keep Jazuke down. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe TSM coming. With it. We have seen TSM punt your before, so I think that's reasonable. Like,
3: what's the? uh I wish you could get champion odds for the series because isn't rise. like Echo like a, isn't like no isn't like Echo a hard counter like all these super scaling champs or something like nah. Echo into like Syndra and he's Victor good against and all
0: that? Azir and Sivir or, or Azir and Syndra not Sivir Azir and Syndra okay. are like the two matchups they like against him because his ult just like completely blanks both of them.
3: Ah, oh, okay, all right. But, uh, Makes sense.
0: like, Victor Victor can actually just, like, W, like, Gravity Well himself, sit there, and all your mobility doesn't matter if he's not being attacked, so... Gotcha. Um, and Orianna, it's kind of, like, skill match. It's a skill matchup. Orianna can bully Lane really, really hard and get him to the point where, like, he doesn't get to his item fast enough, and she just outscales pretty easily, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I can see that case. And uh, the, the whole thing with, like, when, like... Goal for it in differentials and wins and stuff like that, I think is, is definitely worth noting. Because when EG win, they they're, they feel like Invictus a little bit, don't they? Like, when they win, they smash a lot of the time. Don't you put great. that evil on me ever again. Don't, <laughs> don't you ever do that again. <laughs>
3: no, don't, you, don't you ever, unless you're just comparing Impact and The Shy, because you know, they're both you know, gods of top lane. Don't you ever, don't you ever. Like, one Shire. other note on this one is there is a prep advantage for EG. I, that was
0: the other thing I considered is like, they've had an extra week to, and they watched the series, but to, to me, like, I don't know if TSM even really showed anything specific. It was just like vanilla meta comp, right? Like they're not, they're not, they're not doing it. I thought they, I thought they had a great plan against TL and they were winning. They could have won that series. Let's see. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I still think it's a short number. Chris, who do you have in the series? Yeah, as much as I love
1: EG, you're right. They haven't really changed much since the lock-in. Uh, I think for some reason, TSM keeps finding ways to win. Uh, and it's not through talent. Just pound for pound, I still think Evil Geniuses has a better talent. But TSM just finds it. In. I guess I could I
2: so. come on.
1: Spike, Speak Up, well, Jungle is a watch. And Skin can always send himself to death. I think um, good. I think Impact
0: is better than winning.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, loss against...
0: I'll give uh, you Ignore Deathly. over Sword Art too, but I think it's close. Power of Evil is probably the
1: biggest advantage, biggest gap in mid. Uh, Sword Art is better now, I guess? So I couldn't... It shouldn't take his January performance. I was say, that's close enough, right? Yeah.
0: I'd take Ignore over Sword Art, lost over Deathly, but not by like an insane margin. Yeah, I think the bot lane's close. Like that's the whole. Yeah. I I, do, I think Ignore is the best of those four players, but yeah, it's uh, not, by, not by that much. Sunday? Am I missing something? No, Sunday. Are we all, so we're all on TSM there besides Josh? Josh on EG? <laughs> Look at these next LPL odds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we got some real, a real doozy on Sunday. We've got LGD plus 700 against RNG minus 1,700.
3: Who is ready? Who's ready? Oh, this it's is this just it? a swan song. No, listen. This isn't it. It's, it's the combo. LGD, just dog water. All split long. Finish the season with a 2-0 of Invictus and a 2-0 of an RNG. Send it home on that one. Going into spring on a high note. I'm ready. It's, it's, they it's, really they beat Rare
0: Adam last week.
3: It's written in the stars. I see it. I can see it before my eyes. It's beautiful.
0: I will say, for a team like RNG, they're going to have clinched the first seed for like two weeks at this point. You I know, could see Zahu busting out some real weird stuff well, in this season. Well, not even <laughs> that, but, Very like, weird coming they, to the top lane. they've, they're, like, a certain malaise sets in, right? Like, they've been playing really well, even after they clinched first. Like, they're not mailing it in, but, like, I, at some point, it's tough to get yourself up for these kind of matches. Side note, please win the split, Royal. Like the bet that I have on them to win the split is immense. <laughs> like uh, yeah. it is, the odds on them were crazy. So I went a little overboard. That was, that was, and, that was like, that was one of the most egregious futures numbers I've ever seen. Yeah. I've had a nice amount on EDG too, but not nearly what I did on RNG. I have, Cause I just thought that number was so crazy. I have both of those and rare Adam actually, which is at a bigger number, which is, cool. I have WE mixed in there somewhere. I think, uh, I don't know if I put any on WB because I, I couldn't find decent enough odds on them. But I also have a dollar on TT. Of course. Why not? God damn it. Bastards let me down. Hey. Anyway. LGD kill spreads. <laughs> LGD first dragon. Probably going to be like plus 150, something like that. LGD first nexus. LGD first nexus isn't bad. That's not bad either. The, like, the, it's – I could see RNG winning this 2-0, and it's just, like, the laziest 2-0 ever. Like, it's just – Yeah, I'm not actually betting this. I think it's going to look a lot like TT's match this morning. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's just sure. like they were on like, a combined 15,000 goal at 15 minutes of the two games or something. Yeah. I... It's Yeah, I don't know, dude jahu's just been dumping on everybody and he gets probably garvey and stuff that's like you want to talk about somebody who's having having an insane fantasy season by the way jahu is having it's an one insane of the best top lane fantasy, fantasy seasons season. i've ever seen yeah he's like averaging like 90 something points this the top is like 2018 the shy yeah it's like it's like better than zoom by like a decent margin it's this crazy. season yeah it's not a thrilling one uh rare adam against edg shout out real quick while we were talking about that mm. shout out real quick to jay creed who i beat in the season long this morning by point one six points what we we yeah it came down to i needed like 38 ish points out of scout and Dude. he got like 37.84 is or there something a, is there a baby Probably jackpot for this it was uh, it was real rough. It, it it was looking bad for me going into the second game of the because the way that it played out was we were he was ahead by six points and he had Knight left to play and I had three mid laners left to play so oh, I need fuck. one of my three mid laners to beat Knight. and uh, it the first two failed and it was down to scout in the last yeah, game did. today and scout got there by point one six points eight minions night night almost one v one v three yeah, I mean, to be fair, I had, like, Twyla as one of my mid laners, so, I mean, <laughs> Knight was going to get there, but... Rare Adam, plus 149 against EDG, minus 200. Uh, EDG locked up number two this morning, so... Rare Adam are playing for seeding here. Rare Adam could get to as high as four. Uh, actually, no, they can't get as high as four. They could get to five or six. And they yeah, can I don't think down. I got, like, EDG here. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's are even ed- funnier. So, it, like, EDG, so EDG against WE, right? It was, like, plus 130 for WE. You another 20 cents on Rare Adam. I do think WE are better, but... I don't know. This is probably going to be a Rare Adam bet for me. I think I'm going to bet EDG. I'm not sold on Rare Adam at all. That's fair. I can see this the case for either side here. I just that that same malaise argument I made for RNG. Now obviously EDG clinched later. But uh actually, now that I'm looking at it, and they both play on Sunday too. That's brutal. I was going to say like if if RNG lose, yeah, if RNG like lose, they could actually get the number 1 seed, which is kind of cool but yeah, I don't know. Josh, Chris, any thoughts on this one?
3: Good number. I, I, That's
2: nice.
3: Watching EDG dispose this morning of, uh, we were just talking about it, I, my brain w- is, w- W-E. yeah, W.E. just makes me hesitant to bet against them. Although I do think the number, like, I don't know. Is don't this number? Let recency that
0: bias hit you, Josh,
3: I mean, it's not really a recency bias because I already thought EDG was the best team in the league, but like, like his numbers like whack. I don't know. I could I see it because of the number, but if anything, it's like a play EDG and DFS bet rare Adam or the opposite if you feel the opposite. Yeah. Slight hedge, but I don't know. I to me, it's a a cash day on on that day. EDG RNG and cash, and just get the better combo. All
0: right. We've got Hanwa Life against T1, potentially for the number three seed, possibly for the number two seed, depending on certain things. But it would be pretty unlikely for that to be the number two seed. This is likely going to be for number three, uh, which would give them the matchup against the no- most importantly gives them the matchup against the number six seed, which is presumably going to be a significantly worse team, unless it's our boys in the sandbox. So. Feels like T1 to me. I think T1's figured it out now. They know who they're playing. They're coming in. They're looking great in every series. I mean, they had some – they had they had some uh, – a little bit of sketchiness in their last series, but they've come in and beaten everyone recently, and it feels like they've kind of this solidified. feels a little bit NBA-ish to you. It's going to start to just rest the first 40 games of the season. <laughs> it comes in the second half in playoffs. I know I, – it wasn't that, but it feels that way. Like... It feels to me like T1 was willing to play closer Gumi in the main lineup if they performed well enough over the course of the season, but that like they needed to see a lot from them and they gave them all a bunch of different shots and a bunch of different iterations and said, you know, we don't think you're quite there yet. Yeah. We're going to go with the original solid stable lineup and the original solid stable lineup is very good. So like I. I kind of broke this down, and I actually filtered T1 by Faker and not Faker. And T1 with Faker in are, like... They're not quite to Damwon and Genji's level, but they are, they're, like, right behind them. Whereas, like, the averaged T1... Like, the averaged out T1 is, like, closer to Hanwha. There's, like, a big difference. Like, it's a clear top three when he's in. And then it's, like, Hamwa and T1 are, like, similar if you average it out. So... I don't. I still kind of think that's the case, but like, this is the kind of team that it's like they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna quietly like be a title contender. You're right. Yep, I could see them. I could see them ended up ending up winning this split with like an upset series over damn one.
1: So I only got like a f- funny side story. Uh, if you didn't know, closer loves to change his IGN. Just loves <laughs> to change his He's been like doing that for so long and. He started getting a recruiting message from DRX. So, hey, do you
0: guys want to join
2: my team?
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Twitter earlier. Uh, so the, the DRX the people sent him a message. telling like they were scouting for good players.
3: Uh, all right. Everyone take a stroll with me over here to Narrative Street. <laughs> so, best mid laner in the world is Chovy. Yes. Most storied mid laner in the world is Faker having been a resurgent season only one way to ruin that and is playing him against chovy
0: passing of the torch is this the torch getting passed
3: no faker's not playing this series they're not oh, risking it yeah on. that's right that's right you can't risk the legacy right that's- i swear no i'm I, that's my that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it and closer's going to play this series and get absolutely molly cuz they need someone to take a beating and it's not going to be faker that being said, I looked at some solo queue stats, and really, really funny. So, like, Chovy's Lucian's, like, really popular because he's just a god. Takes a dump on Orianna on yeah. it, and he just is a monster. Uh, so, the be- one of the best counters in win rate is Seraphine, which Faker has played recently. Yeah. And then one of the best counters in gold differential at 15 is Zed, which Faker, like, made his name on. So, it would be really oh. funny if, like, he pulled out one of those. In uh, like a match against Chou, that'd be just awesome to see. But I, 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 think that I don't know. I mean, full fan service. I could, I could one hundred percent see them just being like, look, like it's you know, it's your honeymoon, like your the grudge Your match retirement this. run. Well, it's just like his retirement run. Like I'm just not gonna play you here and not risk it. And then we'll just wait in the playoffs, let them eliminate themselves, and then you can win us the title. I don't know. What's so- either way, either way, there's <laughs> an error the passer passing of the torch is another narrative there too, but it's going to be a fun game. As good as Chove,
0: chovy has been arguably the best player in the world level this season. Like, but, uh, I- I'm, I'll just point people to faker. Don't sleep on it because like even laning stats, people don't think about that anymore. Like he's still extremely, extremely good. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I do think I totally got lost in the sauce on this. <laughs> uh this number. That's where I was going to. It's probably a fair price for T one, right? Maybe it's just right. I don't know.
2: This feels just about right bet, to you guys. Bet, it's pretty
0: close. I might bet T one. I do feel like they have some advantages in a couple spots. The mid lane's not really one of them, but I feel like they have an advantage in a couple spots, so I might bet T one here. This is kind of a clash of styles, right? Like I think if Hanwa make if if, if Hanwa makes the game, they've been very good at this, by the way, which is why I think they're actually good. And it took me a while to be converted to that, is because they're good at dragging you into what they do, and they don't let you do otherwise. There's only been a few. Damwon were like the only team to do it, to like just like you know slow it down to such a halt that they just it was fourteen to four. Like you look at every single other one of Hanwha's games, it's like it's like a thirty kill like bar fight. You know, it's like a kill-per-minute bar fight, right? Now... So, like, it, it, I think if, if Hanwa bring the games to that style, they can definitely be T1. But... I also think T1 have the, the chops at every position to kind of just, like, be better at that than them. Like, you feel that way, Josh? Like,
3: Yeah, I I mean, this is a popcorn series for me. Honestly, yeah. like... I think, I think it's going to be insanely fun to watch. I do think it's kind of odd that T1 is, like, so heavily uh, negative odds here. Like, that's just a little bit surprising to me. But I think – I mean, I mentioned it last week. I Like, I wonder if teams in the LCK, like the actual players, think that, you know, T1 is the team to beat right now. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the case.
0: They have a fear aura, right? Or it's like like everyone's just like, no, they just know. like It's like, no, this, team, this team's – been around for too long. They we've seen this story. We see seen this movie, this is part 7, right, of this movie where it's like there there've been so many seasons where T1 just kind of like sl, like they slump around in the regular season. They you know, limp into playoffs like a third like a third or fourth seed and then they just blow the bracket out of the water, right? So, yeah, I I could definitely see it. It's I think this is a pretty just a red right on market number. Like, if, I might see something in further research that thinks otherwise, but like, I think this is a pretty good price. You're, this might just be a popcorn game. You'll be right, Josh. Any other thoughts on this one? The Sandiest Box, plus 100, against DRX, minus 132. Oh, how the turntables have turned. Oh my gosh, I want to
1: pencil this in for pick of the week. I think Sandbox has a very good chance. Are are they eliminated by now if they lose their first
0: game? thats That's the concern, right? Is, like, they lose to Africa and the Dream is dead. They, so they have no wiggle room. Some of these other teams, like, there's some weird situations where, like, they could lose and still get in. But they have the least wiggle room out of all the LCK teams. Besides Brion. Brion, Brion literally can't lose another game. So... It might be live for playoffs here but either way I kind of like Sandbox over DRX at even money. I also I also just think like this is this is like game early game, right? Sandbox are now showing that they can actually convert their leads and they've just been steamrolling people. Especially teams that aren't good teams and even a couple of good teams as well. So I know, I, I preached on this so often at the beginning of the season is these 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 stay at home like scaling compositions, it's a good simple to execute foundation but every season eventually you the good teams the snowballing teams figure out how to properly close games and not throw them away a freak never realized that because i don't know what the hell they're doing sandbox appear to have figured it out to me maybe i'm being a little results oriented here but like i feel like sandbox is just going to jump out in every one of these games it's just like what they do I mean, I'll say this. I would have a hard time backing DRX at this number, which is weird to say, considering how this season has gone, but I kind of think these are evenly matched teams that are just two different styles. I'm sure, like, there is definitely a case to be made where, like, this is just, like, super cheap for DRX and you take DRX. Like, I get that. Like, any ELO model is going to say DRX all all day on this, right?
3: Yeah, my thing is just, like, it's not a talent question. It's just the whole... I don't know. DRX are kind of like the SK of the LCK to me. Yeah. And, like, Sandbox is a – it's like a uh, – Misfits.
0: Call, them, call them Excel.
3: Yeah. Or I, I think call them, like, Excel. Like, they have talented players at all five positions. You're like, this team should be good. But they just make mistakes. Oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and like, at the end of the day, I think DRX is a team that can punish that. So, um it's a tough one I I mean this slate is sick these two games are actually awesome yeah this I think it'll be Sunday interesting morning. to watch each one but especially yeah, if I,
0: there's still playoffs on the line for sandbox then this this is gonna be a lit Sunday morning if that's the case absolutely
3: yeah yeah I mean hopefully hopefully we get two three game series here but uh, I think either way it'll be some entertaining gameplay so it's it's tough for me to choose a side here it's just like a bit of a clash of styles because I think generally I I would like to fade it and 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 I'm higher on sandbox lower on drX but like just in terms of the actual play style, like, if DRX are just going to catch the, the pop fly balls that, that Sandbox throw and then, you know, or catch the alley-oop and yeah. do a 360 dunk on them, then what do you do, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: I guess the only thing for the LCK is, like, I hope this, – this is why I, I, I need – not just because I, I, I bet on it, but, like, I, I need KT to win tomorrow or at least take a game. Because, like, if Nongshim just win and they get the, like they get this, then this is no fun anymore. Like, all these games are just blown out of the water. Right. I mean, technically it's not. Like, I think... I think Sandbox might still be able to catch them. K2, I mean, it, Sandbox, I guess, could still catch them, but it would be very difficult. Because they, they have another series left, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of hope, I hope we get like a 2 1 KT win to really make the table just completely batshit crazy. That would be like the, that would be the most fun. Um, Sunday in the LEC, we've got Rogue minus 417, Mad Lions plus 318. I'm just going to come out and say it right now. I'm the biggest Rogue bull that I know. I am way more bullish on this team than I've seen anyone be. For the most part, I think it's safe to say I've been right. I've been wrong a few spots. For the most part, I think I've been more accurate than the people that I haven't been in regards to this team. However, this line is ridiculous. This is not a good line. I, I already bet mad. Yeah, four 400s huge. I already bet mad lines here, and and I'm like I said, if I'm the biggest rogue bull, you know, this is a slam dunk mad lines bet. If you if you're even at all bullish on them. Like, I'm very bearish on Mad Lions compared to market, and very bullish on Rogue compared to market, and this line is way out of line. Like, this is ridiculous. This should yeah, be, like, kinda, a minus 160, maybe. I, I would be all right with Rogue at, like, minus 215, maybe. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't want to bet Mad Lions in this series. I think Rogue is going to win. I think Rogue's a better team. But the numbers is just... That's huge, man. Mad Lions, yeah, 318 is just too big. And there's no way you could bet Rogue at minus 417, I don't think. Yeah. This is uh Any... uh and Josh, Chris, agreed? Disagree? Absolutely.
1: I mean, 400? It's got to be a typo. I like Rogue. I think they'll win at the end of the day, but... <sighs> it is the first round, right? Mm-hmm. So, even when Rogue loses, they still have a chance...
3: Uh. hoping hoping this isn't a solo game because uh if this is on saturday i think i'll just play a lot of rogue and in dfs and then just bet mad for a little bit of a hedge but it's one of those games where like you're betting because the number's wrong not because you actually think they're gonna win and it just bad like i don't think i i do i don't know what i'd put the number at of mad ever beating rogue in a five-game series but i just don't see it um there's too consistent. Like they're way yeah. too fundamentally sound. Like that. That's my whole thing with it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I mean, what position do they have a an advantage at? You know, maybe, maybe, support. maybe, may, maybe. Yeah, or like if Humanoid gets an advantageous matchup, Humanoid is very good. So I yeah, don't he's, wanna... yeah. He's he's good, but he's not. I, I think Larson and Caps are on a whole nother strategy yeah. right now. But I don't know. It's just. It's tough, but yeah, I think this number's way too heavy handed. Yeah. Um I don't know why the L E C games are like this. Both I mean, we saw it with the Fnatic one too, but then oddly enough the G two one doesn't seem like it's heavy handed enough. So it's like the most yeah. ass backwards odds we've seen. Like usually it's the exact opposite case, right? Yeah. I thought so I thought all three
0: I thought all three of these markets were just dead wrong. Like all of them. Like I like I think G two's the closest to accurate. But yeah, I don't know what else we got here um any i mean john you're like the 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 mad lions bull of the show yeah i'm not the, i'm not as impressed with mad lions at the towards the end of the season here but i just don't see how you could really it's, pass yeah. them up in this spot they're they're good enough to win this series like it's not, it wouldn't be that yeah, outrageous they, right Yeah, they could they could sneak one through here because like there are series sometimes where it's like okay like this number is clearly wrong and you bet the number right because look we're betting the number we're not betting the teams right but if it gets to an extreme enough point where there's just not a chance it's going to happen, then like I could see just like passing instead of but betting on the dog here. But like this, uh, they're good enough to win this series. It's not like it's not like a Rogue Warriors, right? It's not like you're getting plus yeah, two thousand yeah. on Rogue Warriors to beat you know RNG, right? Like, no, they're capable of winning this series. Yeah, so Sunday in the LCS, we've got oh man, this is another goofy one 100 thieves minus 189 against dignitas plus 145 why am i not surprised this year pick of the week this is where i was furrowing my brow earlier when you were like where are you furrowing your brow yeah confusedly so yeah this feels so fishy right like this i don't know i think dignitas are better than people give them credit for but this is a tall ask I need a better number than this. I think. I think Toss is going to get stomped. They might win a game, but I think they're going to get stomped in this matchup. I, I don't. I don't even think like so. Like Riomas like a weakness for hundred thieves, right? Everyone would agree with yeah. that. Like he's just not one of their better players. I'm. I think he's a better mid laner. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I was going to say, like, do weaknesses. we see Saligo really popping off on him? Like he's been good this season. He hasn't been like. He's been terrible, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I just don't see where you're. I mean. They even have the same power position. I think both of them, their best players, they're AD carry. Yeah. And, I mean, Fate God has been above above performance, but I, I don't see him, you know, outmaneuvering someday here. I don't know. I just don't see how Dignitas wins this series. D- Darnot, they had a carries. Bullish Darnot, Darnot carries the only way they win this series, I think. They had a bullish run at the beginning of the season. They got way up there. In the last, like, three weeks of the season, they came completely back down to earth and looked completely oh, mediocre overall. And then now they're going to the playoffs. Like DRX, isn't it? Like, they're not a bad Very team. Much so. They're really not a bad team. Like, they're okay. They're fine. They're better than we thought they were. Like, they, I actually think, like, they're probably a playoff team in the LCS. No, no, this was a good season from them. Like, it was an overperformance of a season. They were, they were better than we thought. I, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm excited about the season that they had, but they're, they're not good enough to compete with these higher-level teams.
3: Yeah. Josh? Uh, I kind of just think this number is, like, right. Like what? What do you guys think the odds should be?
0: I, I would make hundred thieves minus three hundred.
3: That's insane mm. to me. That's just so insane to me. But I mean, I guess I don't. I think these teams are way closer than that. I think that part. Of, I, I just think this number is almost right. I could see it maybe being like minus two hundred, minus two hundred ten. Hundred thieves, like thirty if, more points. So I'm gonna try to punch th-
0: it we just it saw their series see. versus Cloud Nine, right? The hundred thieves series versus Cloud Nine. If Hunter Thieves does the exact same thing in this series that they did against Cloud 9, they will obliterate Dignitas. Like, they, they were just playing later game, like, kind of scale-up compositions, and Cloud 9, and those some of those games, or at least game one at least, was, was much closer than people are giving it, where they almost outscaled Cloud 9 and could have won that game. Dignitas is not going to punish them anywhere near as much as Cloud 9 did. They will just outscale them every single game and obliterate them if they draft that way. I'd probably go, like, minus 280-ish. I just hope Hundred Thieves doesn't get discouraged from that last series and then try to draft a bunch of garbage Jace compositions because they're mad that their scaling compositions didn't work last series. Because if they just draft the same scaling compositions, they will have like a five percent chance of losing a Dignitas. So that so that minus two eighty is, is like I just punched numbers in a model and like took it from there. Like the more I'm thinking about it, it's definitely not that much. Like I'm not that I'm not that far on this. Like I I have questions about Hundred Thieves, like. Haters abound. I guess, like, I, I mean, look, like, I, I know, I know, this is like a team that you're, you know, planning your, you've definitely planted your flag all season long on them, and I, I, I get that. I just like purely just like gut, like just, just using my eyes here. Like, do, do they look like a soft team to you? What do you mean by like, soft? Do, like, do you, like, it, it, like, I don't know if they like get down on themselves or what, but like. That know. definitely happens. They're definitely a confidence team. Yeah. You know that's because like, they were Golden Guardians. Yeah, that's that true. That's true. But they're running hot on confidence, they could beat anybody in the league. And then when they get down on themselves, they'll get reverse swept and stuff like that. But I just, Dignitas, you have to rate Dignitas really highly to give them a shot in this matchup, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean. I think 100 Thieves came into the Cloud 9 matchup with a really bad game plan. I talked about it, like, while that match was going on. Perks was not attacked at all. Like they were not attacking the mid lane at all and trying to stop that. So Perks got going every single game with no in, like no inhibition. That's what I said they needed to do if they were going to have a shot against Cloud Nine. They needed to shut down Perks and shut down the mid jungle. They didn't do it at all, so they lost. But that doesn't mean they're going to lose the Dignitas. Here's here's my retort to that: is like, obviously Saligo is not Perks, but Saligo has shown a willingness to play a bunch of different shit. And yeah, but I mean, is Saligo gonna run them over? Like that's never gonna happen. Maybe. Like, like so. Here's oh. this is this is my number one beef with 100 Thieves, is with Ryoma in they are so predictable, so so predictable, and like that that's my like they don't have any kind of dynamic. Like they have clearly better players. I'm not like that's for sure. But when you're predictable, Dignitas have shown a willingness to do some. You know, not like crazy shit, but like they're willing to experiment. They're willing to throw some curveballs, right? They'll they'll attack you in draft. So, uh, to me, like you you... Can, you just can't be that predictable. Like hundred thieves probably win this series. I, I and I agree with you. Like I'm betting hundred thieves here. Like I think the number is too low, but like I don't think this is like a super duper slam dunk either. Like I I'm... think if you look at the Cloud Nine series, all the three like. I don't remember game 3 as well but the begin- the first two games followed the same pattern which was Cloud9 gets a huge gold lead early like yeah. 4 to 5000 gold and then hundred Thieves outscales them and wins a couple team fights but then Cloud9 really only has to win one team fight and they end the game because they're far enough ahead. Yeah. And so you need that 4 or 5000 gold lead if you're going to if you're going to keep them down and I just don't see I don't think Dignitas is capable of getting a, a bunch of 5000 gold leads at 20 minutes against against hundred Thieves. Yeah, this reasonable I guess. I- I don't know. I guess. I, I guess the only. I mean, I, I'm like I said. I'm. I'm gonna bet hundred thieves. Like that's not a question to me. But like, it's. I, I think it's mostly just because the number is soft. Like I don't think this is. I don't think this is like an eighty twenty matchup. You know. Like I think this is probably like, you know, between fifty five and sixty. For hundred thieves. No way. It's like seventy five plus. All right. Then that makes a lot of sense. That super of the week then. <laughs>
3: Um, uh, just just. one quick thing. I'll actually say uh, the thing that no one's talked about yet that I think is actually the most important thing here is that in my opinion, uh, I don't think that the strength on strength thing is correct. I think actually Aframu has been by far the best player on Dignitas. And I think that who he is very like unimpressive to me. Um, he, he puts up good scorelines obviously when they win, because he's, they're like a very team fight oriented team as John has talked about. Um, but like, I don't think he's a very good player in and of itself. Um, Which is and weird I think he was he,
0: ridiculous last season.
3: I don't think he was ever ridiculous. I think that set was more broken last year, and he's literally that's a set broken. one trick. Yeah, you know. But I'll just I'll you know that's kind of my thing, uh, and I've said that about him before. But I think that the, the support gap is something that can't be overstated here because. The reason that Dignitas has been able to do so well, especially in the mid-game and late-game teamfights, is because their communication between Aphromoo and Dardoch is, like, insane. They're just, like, always on the same page and finding these really good engages in teamfights. And so it'll be interesting to see this. This, But for me, it's, like, it's tough. I, I definitely think that uh, it, I would have never thought that I'd be saying just pass this up, but this number seems about right to me. Um, I'd maybe make it a little bit more in Hunter yeah. D's favor, but seems about right to me. Yeah, this is.
0: I just think it's like a. It's a little bit too cheap for hundred thieves. I think it's probably like what's the, I. I said minus two eighty. It's probably somewhere between there. Like I think it's like between two hundred and two fifty or somewhere around there. So like, so it's a little cheap. You're getting a discount. I do think hundred thieves are 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 good. And I just I just have questions that they're linear, man. But like, I don't know. This is probably like three to. I could see this being a five game series. Maybe that's the angle. Do you, oh, think either of these team, do you think either of these teams sweep? No. No chance. It's maybe over
3: three and a half. I could see 100 Thieves sweeping if they just, like, <laughs> decide to play with a brain. But, like, what evidence do we have that they're going to do that? I don't know. I, I I hate watching this team. I think, I
0: think a lot 100 Thieves teams. is, like, 33% or 50% this week. Somewhere, somewhere right so in that brain. range. And then the rest of the time they're going to win 3-1 or... A 3 2 even feels like a long shot to me. Yeah. I think people are gonna feel stupid when this match is over. They're that's, gonna be like, why are it be to this in this matchup?" Like they I, I, mean, I mentioned it to the last match, too, but, games. I little bit of a thing, too. of a too it's like definitely worth mentioning. That actually, that actually might matter a little bit because 100 Thieves definitely would have prepared super hard for Cloud Nine. And like, like I mentioned, like like Dardox willing to play some weird shit. Saligo so plays like the Yone and some other stuff too. So like, there's, I mean, they just saw how Cloud Nine did this. Obviously, the players aren't the same caliber, but like, kind of laid a
3: yeah, blueprint what, for it. That's what I was going to toss out. Like, John, I know we've talked about this with 100 Thieves specifically, but like. The, the thing that frustrates me about them is that uh, I don't think they play to their win condition, like, either way. And, like, it's weird because, like, last year, closer was super noticeable in, like, making a lot of plays. But this year, he's been, like, a lot more, like, not AFK or maybe it's just not as flashy. But the one thing I'll say is that, like, I wouldn't be afraid. Like, if I'm Dignitas, there's two options, right? You either just – you're either going to try and camp Rioma, But what I think is the smarter option is, like, what teams do to Vitality – when Crown was on the team, th- like just, just camp FBI and Hui. And like, if you just do that, like you said it last, uh, like, I get what they should do is C9. Like, just literally just try to nullify their strength because you have a pretty good bot lane. So just camp them. And like, I think that Dignitas is a team that'd be more willing to embrace that strategy than like 100 Thieves. And that's like a type of thing that scares me. It's because like, uh, just, it's just okay. so weird.
0: I was going to yeah. say, I agree with that. I think if Dignitas is smart, if I was Dignitas's coach, that would be my strategy, and I would have Fake God draft things like Malfight, where it's just like FBI is not getting away from you. You're, like, like you're not playing, playing the game. Like you're not. I am getting FBI with a big ultimate, and we are going to blow him up. Like that would be my strategy if I was Nocturne, Malfight, Hecarim. It like, kind of yep, just get on top of him because some days having a, b- a bummer of a season. Riomas clearly not a hard carry. Closer's been inconsistent. Like, Come yeah, I, I think if I'm Dignitas, that would be my strategy, and I think it definitely gives them the best chance to win if they go after it that way. I think. I, I mean, honestly, I think you can do the same shit. In the, like, I, I've talked at length already about like Riomas. Riomas pr- very limited. He's he's good at what he does, but he's very limited, and you can expose that. Like Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine. I mean, obviously it's perks. I don't want to discount that, but Cloud Nine just like completely blind picked Yone. You can't really do that unless you you're you're basically just calling them out, saying like you don't have anything. I don't know if you've ever played Yone, Vince, but you can blind pick him in any role, no, no matter what you're <laughs> like. The whole, you like. It does Win rates, win rates would disagree with you. By everything. the way, <laughs> that champ- little fun facts for everyone: that champion has quite literally never been above a forty-nine and a half percent win rate at any rating bracket. Have you ever had a Yone on your team that got one kill in the first twenty minutes of the game? Yeah, the game. You just AFK. You just like you know you don't have to be in the game anymore. It's, I, I honestly, I was, uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't hate him as much as you do, but I was legitimately shocked when I saw that he's like never had a winning record. Dude, when I have him on my team, it's like crazy. if my Yone goes zero five, 5 that's like break even for me. If he goes zero 5 <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's all right. We should win. It's like for a, cha- like, like, for a champion that feels like, like, like for a, like, a champion like, that feels like there's no skill involved, the fact that it has a low, usually those champions just thrive in solo queue and they just he's obliterate everything. Tough. And then really play him. anyway, he's tough. No, yeah, no he is he's he's challenging but it is it's just kind of funny how it feels versus how it is and it's like it's it's weird cuz I I'm with you like I get it it's, it feels infuriating however and the 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 point i'm making is like if he's just going to do this and he's not going to show you any other wrinkles and they don't i mean they could sub demonte i guess but like if he's not going to show you anything else just pick fucking Cassidy. like <laughs> we we could see a mid-series sub here 100 Thieves seems like the kind of team to me that might have demonte prepare one thing yeah. and bring Devontae in for a game and then have him play one specific, you know, strategy or whatever and then go back to Riomar or vice versa. If, I, if I'm if I'm dig I'm literally playing like Cassadin and Vigar and you know shit like that, like just or stuff that, or Yone. just get out of lane and just fuck shit up. Like that's that's what I'm doing, but
3: Did you guys see what Inero said uh by the way about the Demonte Ryoma situation? No. By chance no. Uh, Travis Gavard had an arrow, on. obviously an arrow was the, basically this team's coach last year. Um, and what he said I thought was pretty illuminating to me. He basically said, like, look, this roster change wouldn't have happened if the players on the team didn't want it to happen. He's like, I can guarantee you, after coaching those guys, if they were not happy about this change, the management of 100 Thieves would not make this change, because yeah. basically he was saying, like, they're a bunch of stubborn assholes that are going to let you know about it. Mm-hmm. And... To me, that's pretty illuminating. That like this team does feel better with Ryoma in, in the lineup. I think that that does say something. That so like, and that could be something to do with the meta game. I'm not sure what, but that that is at least interesting. Um, so I, that makes me a little it bit is. hesitant to think yeah. about the, the mid series. I, I think it's
0: it's not as simple as like why aren't they playing Devontae? I think we, I think we all know that, but don't want to say it. You know, like it's it's something was going on. Maybe I think Devontae – I don't know. Demonte, for me, this feels actually super similar to me, to the Viper solo situation, in that Demonte is better at doing one type of thing, and Ryoma is better at doing the other type of thing, but everyone just wants to be like, oh, this guy's just better, or this guy sucks, or whatever, when really it's like, I think if the metagame was different, Demonte would be the clear person to be playing, I think right now it's fine to be playing Ryoma, The same way I thought, like, it wasn't a bad decision to take out Viper. I just wanted everyone to stop saying he sucked, because when it was his metagame, he was actually super good. Yeah, I think the the, the weird thing with DeMonte is, like, with that kind of style, you, you need to have so many different versions of it. Not just for you, but, like, the team needs to understand how to play around it, too. And even then, like three quarters of the time you're just better off with like a vanilla control mage like that that that's the issue with it so like i i think people less less about him being good or one being better than the other i think there's a lot of people that just want to see him i mean kev's typing in the chat right now like just embrace that style it's like i don't think that's true at all like i get i agree with you kevin that like perfecting one thing is a good way to go about things but like if it's not working And it's not reasonable that you're going to perfect that. And it's not going to be a thing that the rest of the players can do deal with. Like it kind of makes sense to just switch off it. Now I'm picking on Ryoma for being super linear. Like that, that, that's the real problem here. Isn't it like for both of them? I mean, we say that, but like, look at the champions he plays. If you look at the champions that Ryoma plays, like, yeah, he plays the same champions all the time, but it's like, probably if you looked at like, I don't know. Knights like last forty games. I bet like thirty six of them are on champions like the same types of champions that that Ryoma plays. Oh, no, so yeah, it's not like yeah. you can't get away with. So just no, playing here's here's my <laughs> issue. You can get away with it when the situation. You, situa- you can get away with it when the situation's right for it, right? Well, like th- these Knight are just champions get- everybody plays. Like yeah. Oriana's not a champion where it's like, yeah. Man, I'm not complaining so about the champions. Serious. My my issue with it is that if there is no you play Magic threat of activation. If there is no threat at all that he's going to do anything out of pocket. It is so much easier to draft. Like it, it, when when teams know what you're going to do, you can blind pick Yone like that. You can you can just, march out something. Like, I agree with that. When the champions that he plays are like Orianna, yeah, Syndra, they're good. They're like the most basic champions. Like we've gone whole splits where every single game was Oriana, Syndra, and there was never a weird Echo pick or whatever. And it was never just like, oh my god, it's so easy to draft against Scout because he only ever like picks these things. I, I just think it's not. It's not about drafting against him. It's about the fact that it's. A predictable thing and you gain so much draft leverage over the course of the entire draft it's not just about mid on mid right i feel way more like about that about people like the shy that yeah. are going to draft we- weird stuff where you're like oh well we know he's going to draft something weird when it's like oriana and cindra they're just safe control mages like. yeah I-, I just think like again it's 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 more like full draft leverage right it's not a like it's not a it's not a bad thing. I just think it's something that ke- that can be exposed and attacked in a best of 5. That's not going to get exposed and attacked in a best of 1, right? Like cuz these te- mostly cuz of how these teams prepare. Like it's not how I would treat best of 1s, but it's how these teams treat best of 1s, right? So I, I, that's hundred Thieves is the bet here. That that's just my concerns with this team. Cloud 9 obviously exposed that, but it's also Cloud 9. It's not Dignitas. So we'll, we'll see. I, I just think There are more questions than I think a lot of like this feels slam dunk hundred thieves, and I think it's 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 fair to question, you know, ask more questions than that. I think, um, yeah, it's the whole conversation about doing. the whole doinby Demonte thing, like th- the difference is Doinby plays control mages at a, at like a world class level too, so like that's the difference. Like it's it's not a fair comparison to me. I don't like, think Doinby's the right comparison anyway. I think Teacher Ma's the right comparison. I think comparison. Teacher Ma's the right comparison. I'm with you on that. Yeah, or, or even Fly, but Fly is also developed later in his career to kind of be, you know.
3: I actually think he's just the worst version of both because Teacher Ma at least plays like random Aurelian chance too.
0: and Pantheon yeah, like
3: a and... they like no one, no no one preps against A-Soul ever. Yeah, so at least they, like he has that. I don't know.
0: Interesting stuff. Um, Pick of the week? Last week, we went 3-2. Last week, we went 3-2. I... I picked the one favorite. I picked the one... I picked the single favorite that did not 2-0 last week in the LPL. Wart, I can't win. I can't... I cannot win, dude. Like, it's... It's not meant to be. Uh, I had FBX minus 1.5 Mavs against Victory 5 and, you know, flipped my table over. Uh, John had uh, T1 minus 1.5 against DRX. That cashed. Chris had Team Liquid minus 1.5 against TSM at plus 102. That was a nice little cash there as well. I was with you on that one. Josh. Freaker versus Nogshim.
3: No, talk about don't it? talk about it.
0: That didn't happen. Uh, and the listener pick of the week was from Morrison's View on Twitter. Uh, this is uh, my buddy, a buddy of mine, Adam, put this one in, so thank you, Adam. He had the Liquid Cloud 9 money line Parlay at minus 106, which cashed as well. So, 3-2 on the week. Not bad. Really, really, really furious that FPX didn't take care of business, but V5 actually looked okay. Um, what are we looking at for this week? I'm going with 100 Thieves, minus one 1.5. Uh, I'm not going to go minus 2.5. I could see Dignitas stealing a game in here. I'm going to go minus 1.5 at plus 108. That feels like the bet to me. Let's go next. I haven't picked mine yet. I got to do that still. I got to pick mine and, and do the listener one.
1: Mine's simple. I think uh, T1 is back, and they're going to take care of business with against Hanwa. A sweet minus 1.5 or plus
2: 181. I don't
3: like that. I went with uh, G2 sweep at plus 120. I think that's actually short. And Yeah, that, I more like that. Kind of interesting. But I think they're more likely than not to sweep. And I don't say that very often about literally anyone. Um, hmm. Something interesting on those while Vince is thinking, uh, just keep keep your eyes open on these. But a lot of times in these, as we get in these best of fives, it gets really interesting. Um, so like last week I was looking at Cloud9. I was pretty confident in Cloud9 against 100 Thieves. I bet them minus one and a half early in the week. Um, but then I realized when I went and looked that you can get, oftentimes if you pick the correct series result, you end up getting better odds. So I think the minus one and a half was like minus 150, but then three zero was two, plus 200 and 3-1 was plus 220. So if you just split the bet, I think either way or whatever, you end up with a better aggregate odds. Uh, Vince is like better doing all the math stuff, but I'm pretty sure you end up with better odds doing it that way. Um, so just something to keep your eye on. If you're interested yeah. in a one and a half, always check the direct series scores and then maybe just split whatever you were going to bet on the one and a half, half and half on the series yeah. scores. Because Sometimes it doesn't add up, EV. but other times yeah. it does. So
0: like th- that kind of stuff, like ar- like arbitrage kind of stuff like that, like just keep an eye out for, in general. Like, it's just always a good thing to, to keep an eye out for. I have no
3: idea what I'm going to do here. Uh Oh, I see uh, this team that's like blue, and their their first word starts with an A. Are we
0: allowed to do? Are we allowed to do minus is two hundred eight? Fly? We nah, I sure. Book a We usually we usually hard cap at two hundred.
3: I think we should force Vince to pick a freaker for his pick of the week. Nah, I'm doing one it. final punishment.
0: <laughs> Damn, this is actually difficult.
3: You got Sandbox
0: and DRX and then Yeah. Put your pick of the week where your mouth is, Vince. Apparently, dude. Um, I actually think the best value on the board is Mad Lions, which would totally go against everything you know I've been preaching about them. But I am going to go with Indecisive. We'll go Gen G minus one and a half against uh, DRX. That's where I'm going to go at plus 101. I think Gen G take care of business in that match on Friday morning. The listeners, we did not get. I'm going to double check one last time for listener questions via the tweeters. Just to double check on this account. We've got slim pickings this week come on guys Not better than this Did anybody send me anything on discord i know kev sent me some stuff somebody just tagged me in something let's see anything
3: we had a couple on twitter i think
0: yeah and no, i i wrote those down but uh well down to these then and survey says uh this one doesn't qualify it's got to be minus 200 or better I usually write that in the Twitter post. That's my fault. Um, (laughs) We doing the big Kev again?
3: (laughs) Please don't feed this guy's ego.
0: Speaking of feeding, all right. So uh, (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give Kev one here anyway because I want to I want to I want to introduce something. But uh, so we're gonna go with Morrison again uh, at uh, Morrison's View G2 Fanatic Rogue moneyline parlay. Minus one forty seven. I think that's on a lot of people's radar this week, and I think that's totally reasonable. And I'll put that in for the listener pick of the week. So, thank you for submitting that. If people are getting tired of hearing the same names, you can submit your own. I usually put a tweet out early in the afternoon on Wednesday to um, call for listener pick of the weeks. I want to introduce something, and then we'll we'll give it a go. We'll see. We'll see how the feedback goes for it. Uh, since Kev, big Kev from the D Sports Department Discord. Kilometer Kevin in the Twitch chat, for those that don't know, is a big fan of the parlays, you might say, and has started this trend amongst a lot of the listener picks. I almost want to give him his own segment. I was thinking about this, so I was like, yeah, let's give him his own thing at the end of uh, the end of this for the D-Gen parlay. So we're going to call it the Big Kev D-Gen Parlay of the Week. He's got... <laughs> it's actually part of that. Oh, my God, we're going to get blown out by one of these European losers. So we've got... A six-part DJM parlay here. We've got TSM over Evil Geniuses, G2 over Shulka, Fnatic over SK, RNG over LGD, Suni over E-Star, that's going to be a dangerous one, and LNG over Rogue Warriors Tomorrow. That almost doesn't count. But I do like that he's keeping it on theme and wagering in millions, by the way. You should see the the card that I have. And that's going to pay out at Ready for this? Plus one sixty five. <laughs> I love it. So there's your come on. These are parlay weeks gotta be like plus a thousand, dude. Come on, we gotta we gotta make this a thing.
3: John, fill us, yeah. your, fill us in on your fill on yours that you have about Oh yeah, yeah, you got one live, right?
0: Oh yeah, the, the three matches that I need are I need G2 to win, I need Fnatic to win, and I need HLE to beat Fred A Um Ooh. the part the parlay is only like a plus eight hundred parlay, but I actually have like a a pretty reasonable amount on it. it it's going to be a very large win, one of my biggest of the season, if those three teams win. Because there was five or six other legs. No jinx, arena, you know, dude. There's way too many. There's way too much jinx in these games, dude. It's a bad. It's bad karma. It's a bad vibe. I don't need to. Put, I, I don't need to put that evil on you. Sorry, I'm, I shouldn't have brought it up. If if Honma wins tonight, it's kind of easy because I could minorly hedge SK because I never think G two is losing, so I could minorly hedge SK if I need to. If and it's Honma a wins huge tonight. number too. So like, yeah. All right, I think that's gonna be it for us tonight. Um, a little bit of a shorter show, fewer games, still a lot to get through. Um, next week it'll be uh, just playoffs. We'll be done with the regular season. So, well, there's something else we're doing next week that we uh, want to inform the fans uh, about. Next week you're, there's going to be a story that I'm going to tell next week. Uh, it's going to be very exciting, a big story, a lot of uh, a lot of twists and turns, uh, a lot of crazy stuff you wouldn't have heard about, just really, really out there stuff. Uh, definitely show up next week and, and make sure to catch that. It's uh, episode 100 as well, separ- uh, celebrating our centennial episode here. And, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was talking about it before, and I, I've put the call out a, a couple of times. But if anybody has – you know, we've had some longtime listeners, some loyal followers here. If anyone has, like, clips of – or, like, like segments of an episode that you remember that you want to, like, timestamp and send me, be like, episode episode whatever, this timestamp, I will put something together. I'll be straight up with you guys. I haven't been doing this, so I'm being totally lazy. And I want to hear what the fans have to say about it and what the fans think are funny. Or alternatively, you could just supercut like all the wrong takes as well. That's also a fun option as well. Super. Th- how many? What would be the? What would be the? The season? The 2021 season supercut. All of us were like mega bullish on who Afrika. Like that's what me talking about. How bad Jovi's gonna be? How bad DRX are? Like this. <laughs> How, oh, how we like Rogue Warriors! Does a punch up underdog? That's going to be a good one. That's that's you could. There's there's some clips of that somewhere in the preseason shows. Oh man, when John picks Shocker G two as pick of the week, that's a good one. Oh, I updated the pick of the week sheet by the way, so that's a separate thing. You can find that on the go card Twitter as well. But yeah, uh, episode one hundred next week. We'll make sure to we'll, we'll have some fun with it, and um, yeah, uh, tune in next time for the the story as as always. So yeah. Check us out at the Esports Department. Rate, review, and subscribe. We're going to get on out of here. Enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy playoffs. And for those of you enjoying Watch Madness, enjoy that as well. Everybody have a great night, and we will work day whenever you listen to this. And we'll see you next time. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. Closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by The Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.